From Southern California, this is Outlook in Review, a summary of world headlines, technology and business news, arts and entertainment features, and instructive encouragement from the Praiselite Media Studios, Thousand Oaks, California. Good day, it's Wednesday, the 1st of August, 2018. Wildfires once again are ravaging urban areas, this time in the northern half of the state of California. Although there are multiple fires across the state, a fire dubbed the Car Fire, C-A-R-R, in Shasta County is the primary focus as it continues to burn homes at this time, killing at least six people. A close second to the Car Fire is the Ferguson Fire in Mariposa, County, which has killed two people. The flames have destroyed many homes across residential cookie-cutter subdivisions near Redding, California, and even caused fire tornadoes, a rare occurrence when the heat from the fire hits the cooler air surrounding it and forms a large tornado of smoke and flames. Unlike the small fire-nadoes seen in many firefighting footage, these tornadoes produce strong winds and can drive the flames across fire breaks, rivers, or even wide roads, making it harder for the firefighters who have already suffered loss of life in this latest bout of fire season. Over 110,000 acres have been charred by the car fire, with the Ferguson fire leaving about half that size destroyed at over 57,000 acres. With no end in sight weather-wise, firefighters continue to brace themselves for temperatures past the century mark Fahrenheit for the next several days. Kroger, the biggest supermarket chain in the U.S., is threatening to bar the use of Visa cards in a dispute over the fees that it pays to handle customers' credit and debit card transactions. In a warning sought, a northern and central California subsidiary of the grocery chain, Foods Co., said that starting in August, it would stop accepting Visa credit cards at its 21 stores in the state. The Kroger company also operates grocery stores under the banners of Food for Less, Fred Meyer, Fry's, King Supers, QFC, Ralph's, and others across the U.S. However, there is no word on any action taking part on their behalf yet. No word on action yet from Visa as well, although a spokesperson for the company expressed disappointment at Kroger's decision and stated that Visa remains committed to working with Kroger to reach a reasonable solution. On the 27th of July 1914, Austria-Hungary declared war on Serbia, shortly after a Serbian had assassinated Franz Ferdinand, heir to the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Just four days later, 104 years ago today, Russia and Germany declared war on each other. France immediately ordered a general mobilization, and the Great War, later on known as World War I, erupted. 
France, long suspicious of German aggression, urged Great Britain, the third member along with France and Russia, of the Triple Entente Alliance to declare its support. However, a divided British government declined to do so initially, but very quickly events changed and Britain's unified stance moved towards war as well. On the 2nd of August, the 1st German Army units crossed into Luxembourg as part of a long-planned German strategy to invade France through neutral Belgium. France and Germany declared war against each other on August 3rd, and that very evening Germany invaded Belgium, prompting Great Britain to declare war on Germany. The History Channel documents that for the most part the people of Europe greeted the outbreak of war with jubilation. The great majority of people within government and without assumed that their country would be victorious within months and could not envision the possibility of a longer conflict. However, by the end of 1914, well over one million soldiers of various nationalities had been killed on the battlefields of Europe, and there was no final victory in sight for either the Allies or the Central Powers. On the Western Front, the battle line that stretched across northern France and Belgium, the combatants settled down in the trenches for a terrible war of attrition, which would continue in Europe and other corners of the world for the next four years, resulting in unprecedented destruction and loss of life. And when the Allied forces emerged victorious 100 years ago in 1918, some 20 million soldiers and civilians had been killed in battle, and the physical devastation of much of Europe's infrastructure would cripple the continent for years to come. Even though we as Christians have never seen Christ, we are still able to enjoy fellowship with him, our Savior, just like the writers of much of the New Testament who had never seen Christ in person, and yet their fellowship with Christ is genuine, just like ours should be when that fellowship is marked by three things, love, trust, and obedience. In 1 Peter 1 we read, Though you have not seen him, you love him, and though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. The love that Peter speaks of here is not a sallow emotionalism or sentimentality like we've discussed before. The readers of Peter's letter loved Christ despite never having seen him physically, and this was marked by obedience. Jesus affirms this in John 14 when he says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. He who does not love me does not keep my words. To have fellowship with Christ is to love and obey him. Another element of fellowship is trust. Many of us know the story of the so-dubbed Doubting Thomas, who after hearing of Jesus' resurrection declared that he would trust Jesus only after seeing and touching him. Jesus honored his wishes when they met face to face, but Jesus also questioned him, saying, Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. We as Christians are among those who believe in Christ without seeing him. The result of loving and trusting Christ is, as Peter said, joy inexpressible and 
full of glory. This joy is something beyond the ability of speech and thought to convey, and that's obvious even on the human level, as evidenced by the thousands of songs that have attempted to communicate the joy of being in love. This full of glory refers to the divine element in Christian joy. It's a supernatural gift given to us and energized, per se, by the Holy Spirit, and it's one of the fruits of the Spirit that we read about in Galatians 5. Enjoying fellowship with Christ is one of the greatest privileges of our Christian lives, and as followers of Christ, we should always be striving to strengthen and enrich that fellowship by learning God's Word and relying on His Spirit. As we do so, we will learn to love and trust Christ more deeply. May we pray that the Spirit would continue to grant us joy through loving and trusting Christ and His promises. May we never cease to thank God for His Spirit and the inexpressible true joy that comes from trusting, loving, and obeying Him. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I prove Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. Oh, for grace to trust Him Thanks for listening to Outlook in Review. Contact us anytime with questions or comments. We'd always love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Outlook in Review and Facebook.com forward slash Outlook in Review, where you can find information to various topics we cover on the show. Until next time from Thousand Oaks, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Outlook in Review. Outlook in Review.